I'm Pat Kobe, Senior Editor of Restaurant Business and Food Service Director. In this episode of Menu Feed, I'm talking with Carl Howard, CEO of Fazoli's. Fazoli's has a quick service customer base and its locations are built with drive throughs Yet its Italian menu of cook-to-order food and attention to service project a full-service image. Carl classifies his chain as a premium QSR, and that positioning has played out well these last couple of months. Listen as he shares the strategies that have kept Fazoli's ahead of the curve during the health crisis and describes his post-pandemic plans for the restaurants. Welcome, Carl. Thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you so much for having me on, Pat. Looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, me too. So let's start by um, you telling me how many Fazoli's locations there are and how many are operating right now. Yeah, so we have 217 locations that are up and operating uh, right now, um, some with the dining room and some without as we're kind of going through this whole uh, state reopening process. Mm. So which states are you in that are reopening now? So uh, Tennessee, Georgia, Texas, they all have dining room uh, capabilities right now. And then Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, we're all coming online. Uh, so you know, we're preparing for those states when they do come online. So we're looking forward to getting our dining rooms back open. Yeah, I can imagine. So I, I, Fazoli's is uh, you know, classified as a fast casual. So how does it differentiate itself in the fast casual segment? in terms of your menu and service and other attributes? Yeah, I think when it comes to classifications, you know, everyone has a weird uh, view of Fazolos and where to put us. And, you know, the consumer, as the true North Star, really dedicates and shows you who your brand is. And, you know, our consumer is a heavy QSR user. And we refer to ourselves as more internally more as a a premium QSR brand Mm -hmm. or or an elevated QSR brand and um, not so much fast casual. We do have consumers that that dine at fast casual locations, but the majority of our guests are either trading off their normal QSR experience or trading down from the Olive Garden. So how we differentiate ourselves is in a variety of ways. One, just our cuisine and being Italian and having a drive-through. Uh, it makes it makes it the brand unique on its own, and then we just have tremendous food quality and service that you can't get at our price point. And you know, I'm really proud of uh, our menu. We, we are really culinary focused, and we, we we're always making our menu better. And uh, we're actually working on menu 4.0 right now. Oh, cool! Yeah, well, from what I've seen, it looks like more of a full service menu. So, how do you manage that with the staffing you have? Yeah, so, you know, we are not uh, built uh, necessarily for speed. I'm really proud of my team during this process. We found ways to reduce our time of meal delivery, and our average drive-through times have been around two minutes, which is really uh, spectacular for us uh, during this whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the, the, you know, they, the team's really been able to dedicate 100% of their focus to uh, uh, online takeout, third-party delivery, and catering, and not have to serve the dining room. But we are not uh, necessarily a brand where you're going to come in, place your order, and you're going to get your burgers and fries handed to you. You know, by the time you swipe the credit card, mm. um, we cook everything to order. We're a little bit slower, and 
we even put that in our drive through There was a sign that says, you know, we make everything to order. Uh, thank you for your patience. Um, and, you know, sometimes we'll ask the car to pull ahead or, 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 you know, go park for a second. They have a large order or order that requires a little more time. Right. So being a drive through must have been a real advantage during the, you know, shutdown in the last eight weeks. It seems like drive throughs are doing, you know, a lot better business than some other types of restaurants. Yeah, I think it would have been crippling without it. You know, th- we would never have been able to uh, survive with just you know takeout and third-party delivery. You know, the drive-through has accounted for about seventy-five or eighty percent of our sales. And actually, last week, our fiscal week ends on a Wednesday, and it was the last week of our fiscal month of April. We were actually positive uh, versus the year before by half a percent. So, mm. you know, we are uh, seeing demand starting to improve, and you know, it really is. Uh, it's been a uh, a roller coaster. Uh, you know, we really saw sales drop right out of the gate with this pandemic and the states putting stay-at-home orders. And then uh, it seems like the time that the government sent out the stimulus checks, the business has just been coming back stronger each and every week. We went from being down 40 to down 30 to down 25 to down you know, seven to down three to positive mm. half. So. You know, it's, uh, it's great to see that, you know, the consumer starting to get out and enjoy Fazoli's again. Yeah. So how have you transitioned the menu during the stay-at-home orders um, and the pandemic? I know that you introduced some family meals. Could you talk about that? Sure. So w- w- we elected not to uh, trim our menu and reduce our menu. Our people are good at executing our menu. We didn't necessarily want to manipulate our menu boards, and we wanted to mainly just put our focus on uh, really good operations and good marketing. So we did go and did that actually develop uh, some items uh, for the consumers, and one that has been really effective for us is something called the Super Family Meal. And it's quite candidly the best deal in the industry. And that's what I post on my Facebook page and LinkedIn page. Mm-hmm. I actually got a response last night from a gentleman in Muncie, Indiana, who went and got one and couldn't believe the value. And so you get two buckets of pasta. Uh, you can choose your sauce. You can choose your noodle type. And an, an entire 14-inch uh, uh, pepperoni or cheese pizza. Uh, and a gallon of either iced tea or... Uh, lemonade and the majority so far has been iced tea and 16 uh, breadsticks so it's easily enough to feed six probably could feed eight but it is it's just a tremendous amount of food for under twenty dollars wow that does sound like a lot so what are some of the choices that people have for the main part of the meal yeah so you know common is spaghetti with meat sauce and fettuccine alfredo that's Mm -hmm. extremely that's extremely common. So they get a bucket of spaghetti with meat sauce. They get a bucket of fettuccine Alfredo, um, and they pair that with their pizza. And you know they can kind of make their own trio with a slice of pizza, a little bit of fettuccine, a little bit of meat sauce. They get the breadsticks and a drink, and you know it's it's really it's a heck of a deal. So um, that's the most common. I mean, you know, we get spaghetti and meatballs. You know, we'll we'll see you know, odd orders every now and then. But for the most part, you know, it's pretty much the, you know, um, the, the, the basic uh, Italian dishes, mm-hmm. spaghetti and fettuccine. When did you start serving the family meal? When did you put the bundles together? Sure. So family meals have been a um, central part of our menu for 
probably the last six years, really, when we started to introduce family meals. And uh, it's something that going into this uh, pandemic, we've been talking about and uh, working on because, you know, really they haven't uh, taken off as well as we expected because they do solve a problem for the consumer, mm-hmm. which is what, what am I going to feed my family tonight for dinner? And it's really a great value because our standard family meal is – uh, two buckets of uh, pasta and a, a dozen breadsticks for fifteen dollars. Mm. And you can add, add on a, a salad or a gallon of iced tea for uh, for five dollars for the family. So, you know, we've tried to make it very affordable, and you know, it's part of our menu. It's part of our drive-through menu. Uh, but this is really has has caught on. I mean, our super family meals, the amount that we're selling is just. Uh, for us, it's really mind-boggling. I mean, we're selling sometimes, you know, maybe 40 a day, 50 a day per location. And that's, uh, that's, 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 a, that's, lot. that's a lot <laughs> yeah. when you're selling that, you know, creating that many pizzas to order and sending them, you know, uh, <clears throat> and sending those out to the cars and getting, getting the people fed. Right. Have you been able to keep on most of your employees since you're so busy? So, you know, get, at the beginning... I mean, it was sort of, we were all in survival mode. So, I mean, the first weekend, the, the senior team and myself, I mean, we worked, it, 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 the stay-at-home orders went, went, and, uh, and went in, and they really went into place was that Thursday, and sales were down seven. Well, Friday, uh, uh, when we woke up Saturday morning, we found ourselves down 40, and then we all realized that we got a problem. Mm-hmm. So, um the, the team and I worked all weekend to figure out what we were going to do to survive. I mean, it, you were you had to preserve liquidity. If you did, if you weren't figuring out how to preserve liquidity and how to survive during the initial few weeks, uh, you were going to be in trouble. So we were not able to retain all of our employees. So mm-hmm. We're bringing people back now, which is fantastic. Um, we're bringing people back into our home office, but no, we had to furlough. You know, quite a bit of employees because we no longer had a dining room operation. We uh, no longer had a need for front counter cashiers or food runners mm-hmm. or breadstick people in the dining room. And um, so right now uh, we are bringing people back and, you know, at our sales level and our volume, it justifies it. And, you know, we're happy to slowly be returning to normal. Well, speaking of that, how are you phasing in the openings? I mean, I, I bet it takes some retraining because of all the sanitation protocols and the, the way you're serving food now. So how are you phasing this in? Do you have any ideas to share with others who might be reopening? Yeah, so I, I, um, I, I take this to heart. I mean, I, I was a borderline sanitarian myself. <laughs> I was, uh, as a kid... Um, in the training department and I needed to certify managers and I went through all the sanitation serve safe and all those pieces when it just started to come out in the 90s and so I'm already a clean freak to begin with I mean if you uh, come into uh, my office or my house or you know I don't I'm pretty conscious of cleanliness sanitation it's really two separate things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I realized that the, obviously the importance of this, is, as did everyone else, but we jumped on uh, the safety and sanitation piece right away. And I'll just share with you, for example, some things uh, that we're doing. And it really starts when the employee enters the front door. We have a, a check-in station for our employees. We take their temperature. We ask them a series of questions. Uh, we hand them their disposable mask and 
let them go clock in and put their gloves on and go to work. So it starts off there. Every single one of our employees are in masks and gloves. They will be in the dining room as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a mandatory in all states, but it's mandatory in all of our restaurants. That's great. We've added, we've added four sanitation stations. Uh, we, we refresh both of them. Um, in the dining room, we have one by the counter and our kiosk, and then we have another one in the dining room, and then we all of our back-of-the-house sanitation programs and sanitation stations have been upgraded uh, to touchless. And uh, as far as um, making sure that we stay safe through the shift, we've programmed our point of sale for every 20 minutes. The computer will, will, will flash up a sign saying, wash your hands and change your gloves. It will print a ticket on every ticket machine and the drive through and the front counter. Uh, and then our kitchen display system, our KDS in the back, uh, it'll pop up, uh, you know, wash your hands and change your gloves. We do that every 20 minutes and then on top of the hour we call uh, the two minute drill. So at the top of every hour we stop taking so um, it can be a little bit awkward. The, uh, people will have, still have a headset on, but you know the consumer will be in the drive-through and will say, you know, right now we're not taking orders for two minutes. During this two-minute period, not only do we wash our hands and change our gloves, we completely wipe down all of our stations. Uh, we refresh any pans that are slightly, you know, soiled or tops or ladles or anything else. And after that, it takes a roughly two minutes if we're all focused and we, we to get it done. Um, and we've sent out, um, a, a large amount of communication to our franchisees and, you know, they've been very receptive and some of our franchisees, um, you, they really appreciate the effort. Uh, besides that, we're also giving all of our guests a transaction wipe. Uh, what a transaction wipe means to us is it's a, um, it's a sanitation wipe that kills 99.99% of the germs. And so when they give us their credit card, we give them their credit card back and sanitation wipes. So they can wipe their hands down to their credit card. Or if we give them change back, we can do the same thing. Wow. So, um, so that way the guests can, you know, wash and sanitize their hands immediately after any type of cash or credit card transaction. And, um, again, just really proud of, of the team in general. And, and we've really put a big emphasis on, on hand washing and sanitation and, and just making sure that uh, no one reports to work that uh, is ill. It sounds like you're really going way beyond the protocols, so that's amazing. Very impressive. Yeah, just the two things. I mean, Muncie, Indiana yesterday actually gave us an accolade as the gold standard and asked if we could, they could share their program on their website in their entire industry and, uh, uh, or their entire county. And they were really pleased with what we're doing. Uh, so, you know, that, that's really been great. And, you know, I, I also think that it's important for everybody to understand right now that sanitation is going to trump everything for a period of mm-hmm. time. So, so the consumer is going to expect it. Uh, you know, sanitation over speed is what I've been preaching right now. Right. So how are you communicating this to your customers? How do you, you know, let them know that you're doing so much more than what is required, I guess? Sure. So either today or early next week, um, I actually recorded a video to, for the consumer, speaking to them, sharing with them all the different things and changes that we've done throughout our restaurants to prepare for the dining rooms to reopen. And now that we have more transparency on really all of our dining rooms reopening and the timetables are now being set, that you know that we're ready to release that video and 
So that's one way where, you know, we're sharing it and communicating it with the consumer. And the other thing really is we want them to visually see it. And as I told our people, I want the consumer and our guests to walk away and say, wow, you should see what these guys at Fizzoli's are doing. I mean, their employees are masks, stopping and washing their hands. They got a transition, uh, a sanitation wipe. They got new sanitation stations, you know, throughout the restaurant. Um, I noticed that they have a table where they're checking employees in. I mean, I, I want it to be visual also. I want the, the consumer to understand that we've taken this, you know, as the paramount responsibility. Because at the end of the day, when people ask what my paramount responsibility is or what my main responsibility is, it surprises people. So it's first and foremost to provide a safe work environment and to provide wholesome food. Because mm-hmm. if, if you can't do those two things right, you're never going to get the profit you know, you can worry about sales and profit, but you got to you got to uh, do well by your employees and make sure that you uh, are providing you know safe and wholesome food. And it's, it's candidly why I, I, I can't uh, recall in my 12 years of us having any issues with any type of foodborne illness. Uh, I've, been, I've been with this always will be 12 years, June 23rd, and we've had no issues. We, this it, this has been a, this is part of my DNA. So mm-hmm. uh, when this when this happened, it just um, I just jumped on it and and did what I felt was best for our our organization. It's very impressive. So as far as delivery goes, are you going to continue that after, um, you know, the restaurants open fully? Sure. So we've been doing uh, third-party delivery for probably about 18 months. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the beginning, it was 1% or 2% of our overall revenue. I would say it probably uh, was in the five or six percent range before uh, the pandemic happened, and and now it's about twelve percent of our overall sales and, and kind of rising. So it's it's definitely something that you wouldn't want to take away from the consumer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they the you know, I'm a user of DoorDash, mm-hmm. and so uh, Rakina, and my wife, and I we we order from DoorDash at least weekly. And it's just, it's convenient, and that's the consumer's looking for convenience. And so definitely third-party delivery will remain part of our brand. Mm. And your food travels well because it's the type that, you know, can be packed up and doesn't lose quality in transit. Yeah, that's such a great point. Um, Our food does travel really well. And one thing that makes Fazoli's nearly unique also is that the amount of uh, baked dishes and the quality of our baked pastas. Mm-hmm. So we have, you know, we have roughly a dozen baked pastas on our our menu, and it's more than just chicken parm and, and lasagna. We, we, you know, we have some uh, really just, I mean, baked spaghetti, pizza baked spaghetti. I mean, I, uh, I, I could go. We have a baked classic trio. So baked dishes are you know, 25% of our sales. Mm. Um, so it, cause it, it, it's really a great tasting dish. And, um, so, but those dishes travel in, in, in incredibly well. We put them in a, uh, a container and where they really travel great. And you know, 20 minutes after we actually send it out, I mean, the, the integrity of the products only dropped by 20 degrees. So, hmm. you know, it's, it's still very hot when it gets to the consumer. Right. Are you going to continue the super family meal after you know once the dining room's open, all over? Well, uh, we are going to continue to do many versions of the super family meal. We actually think that this is you know a 
a mini game changer for us because as soon as we added the, the super family meal, we saw sales spike and mm. uh, the consumer really gravitate towards this. So we don't believe that the one we're doing today is the only one that we can do. And so we're going to add some variety and um, I'm speaking hypothetically, but maybe we want to mm-hmm. do a meatball super family meal where you get six meatball sliders and you get a meatball pizza and, and two um, um, baked pans of uh, uh, spaghetti and meatballs. And, you know, again, this is hypothetical. Right. You know, the team the team's working on it, and it would, I I think it will actually be part of our current uh, family meal platform. And then we'll discount it down to drive traffic uh, at times. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so, yeah, so we're, we're pretty excited about it. And, you know, on our executive notes where the team and I get together weekly, I mean, it's, uh, family meals and super family meals are on, on that page. Mm-hmm. And so are you doing a lot of R&D now or is it, um, you know, has that slowed down in the middle of the pandemic and it's going to ramp up again? Yeah, a lot of our R&D is... Uh, been on you know pencil and paper and, and mm-hmm. in between our, our two years uh, we closed our home office I mean Kentucky's had uh, very stringent guidelines and so that's where our R&D and our test kitchen and everything else and, mm-hmm. you know uh, Rick our chef um, and R&D the director he's done a really nice job and um, you know he's able to go into the restaurants and tinker around but we, we've got plenty of ideas to come back with I mean we're working on you know, a, a buy one, take one, similar to the Olive Garden. We're also working on uh, take and bake breadsticks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Rick's working on several other pieces behind that. Great. So tell me about your loyalty programs. Um, I know that that's a big part of your, um, you know, customer marketing. Yeah, so um, thank goodness, you know, the, we are all aware and understanding um you know, several years ago, the, uh, the changing consumer and, you know, what I refer to as the stay-at-home economy, the on-demand economy or bring-it-to-me economy. And, uh, you know, everyone's very comfortable nowadays of just taking your credit card, putting all your information out online and ordering something and having it brought to you. I ordered something yesterday online, no problem, put my credit card in there, my computer had it stored, I just had to click a button. I'm, we've just gone so grown so comfortable mm-hmm. to... Using technology as far as placing our orders, so our our loyalty platform has mainly uh, transitioned over to our mobile app. And thank God we 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 have one. So we have uh, 665,000 users as of Monday. Uh, We add about one percent a week. Uh, So you know our goal is to have that number uh, over a million here shortly. And that's going to, you know, still take us a few months, but, um, you know, I, I can't imagine not having an ability to communicate to um, your guests um, via mobile device. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, that's really where, I mean, the most important thing is to get your app or communication onto someone's phone. If you can do that, then you, you've broken through. Right. So um, what's next for Fazoli's? I mean, now that, you know, we're, no one has a crystal ball, but in the next six months to a year, do you see things evolving in any way as far as the menu goes or adding stores or your growth? Yeah, so, um, you know, we're working on two things. One, I'm um, 
not quite ready to reveal yet, but uh, I'll be would be more than happy to speak with you about it in June when we've got everything done and our FDD has been revised. But we're going to uh, come out with a very uh, attractive offer to uh, uh, restaurateurs and potential restaurateurs to uh, get in business with Fazoli's, and it's going to be extremely aggressive. And again, uh, my goal is that it's uh, better than what anybody else in the industry is offering. You know, we do not have it ready, nor can we talk about mm-hmm. it until our, our, our franchise disclosure agreement, our document, excuse me, is is, is been completely filed. So sure. we're, we're we're about thirty days away from that, but we're going to work on something on development that I'm really excited about. As far as menu and culinary, um, you were we are a, a food-driven organization, and I'm very passionate about food. I, I Worked for my father-in-law for several years, uh, very similar to Gordon Ramsay, uh, extremely high standards and very food focused. And you know, I've taken that to every organization that I've been with and really just focused on, you know, I can beat you with great food and great service. Mm-hmm. I can beat anybody on the street. If I, if I, if I can outcompete you in food and service, I, I, I will win. I can figure out my model and what the charge and everything else, but it, those areas are very important to us. And so as far as food goes, we continue to work on limited time offers, uh, but that's just part of it. The limited time offers, what those do for us is not only it provides our consumers some opportunity to try new items, but also gives us new news to communicate uh, when we're sending stuff out to um, our, our consumers. So it's just not two hamburgers for $5, it's actually new news. And then we're working on what I call our fourth generation of our menu. I mean, we rolled out the third generation of our menu in June of 2016, and we will be uh, rolling out, I'm sorry, June 2017, and then we will be rolling out the fourth generation of our menu uh, sometime around April of next year. And probably the biggest component and change of that is going to be our lifestyle menu. So we will have uh, uh, keto-friendly dishes, gluten-free pastas, um, meatless meat options. We partnered with Impossible Food and made great uh, spaghetti and meat sauce and mm. spaghetti and meatballs using their products. Um, that will be rolling out. Uh, we actually, June 8th, go into test with this menu in our Evansville market. Uh, the gluten-free pasta, I didn't think I would like it. I was blown away at how good that the product was. Wow. Uh, we're rolling out a, a, a an improved Zoodle product. Um, not the, the brands that are doing a Zoodle-type product, I'll be more than happy to do a blind taste test with any of those organizations with our product compared to theirs. Mm. It's very tasty. And then our keto um, part of the lifestyle menu is is, is, is a flatbread keto uh, pizza or a, flat, a flatbread pizza. And then we can also pair that with a Caesar salad, which is, you know, very low in carbohydrates and mm-hmm. you can actually pair keto pizza and a side salad and be under nine grams of carbs wow <laughs> lots of exciting things wow um you're you've been busy there yeah so um i'm blessed to have a great team and uh you know uh, um you know I'm, I, I, tr- I try to be as creative as possible i think sometimes too much for my own good but mm-hmm. uh, you know my job is to advance the brand and move it forward and you don't do that by uh sitting still right you know? thanks so much carl please join us next time for a new episode of menu feed mm-hmm.